This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So, if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. More spontaneous than human combustion, this week's fiery episode of Headlock Talk brings you all of the goodness from the Finn Balor heel turn to the Big Show's new career move. And of course, we also take a look at the Crown Jewel show coming up next week. Muy fuego. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap! Oh, snap, indeed. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and sitting across from me is, well, nobody. Nobody's across from me today. Uh, Steven is a little bit under the weather, so he will not be here uh, in session with me, Uh, so I'm a little bit down. I'm a little bit sad. I'm, I'm alone. I'm all alone. Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little Wait, bit of what? reverb. What is that? Holy cow. I know that music. Yeah. Oh, man. It's me. Oh, it's Josh. it's Josh. Josh from Wrestling Reverb. He he is on here with me, and I'm, I'm not so alone anymore. I've got a tag team partner. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just like, I'm always just here. 
but you just never know. Just lurking around. Like, is it my turn? <laughs> Speaking of, uh, uh, of course, everybody, Josh Robinson from Wrestling Reverb is here with us uh, for Headlock Talk. And uh, something really, really cool, Josh, did you know you are now the record holder for guest appearances on Headlock Talk? Well, I mean, I should be at this point. I feel like we have talked a lot, which isn't a complaint, but I'm glad to hold that moniker. Anytime someone even gets close to me, I'll be like, I'm on next week then. <laughs> well, and, I, and I'm always uh, very, very happy to have you on the show. Absolutely, of course. And uh, thank you, of course, for having me on Wrestling Reverb earlier this week. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was fun. That's actually, here's a record for you. That's the most downloaded and played episode I've ever had. Really? <laughs> Yeah, which is, I don't know, I was just like, okay, this was just like kind of a, it wasn't any like, kind of like series or anything like that, it was just, just another episode, and I just happened to have you on, and I was like, okay, then I looked at my stats last night, I'm like, huh, well, that's, there you go. That's awesome, man. Well, and, yeah. and you know, uh, you're you're in Australia, you know, uh, Kevin's in yeah, Pennsylvania? I'm, I'm, yeah, he is. And, and then I was in, I was right next to a, a Motel 6, so you know... Yeah. <laughs> With those car cops. Yeah, car cops. Yeah. That's, if you haven't listened to uh, Josh's most recent episode of Wrestling Reverb, go check it out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm stuck in traffic, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm. <laughs> we didn't know what we didn't know how long you were going to be there for. We'll like, do you, are you going to be here for the whole episode? Are you going to be here for five minutes? We just ran with it. We didn't really have too much of a plan either. We just talked. <laughs> right. Well, and it was a lot of fun, and I had yeah. no idea that there was going to be like an attempt of vehicular manslaughter. Which is gonna yeah. hold me up for which you always, know. which is always fun, isn't it? Right, it's just a hoot of a time. <laughs> yeah, you know, just being stuck. You know, I mean, geez, yeah, what a what a terrible event to have happen. But fortunate for us, we got to pass time and have a have a great show. So yeah, um, well, Josh, you're not Steven, but uh, no, no, <laughs> I could, I can try, but uh, but but, no. but you're familiar with all the headlock talk stuff, so I am. Hey, you know, let's let's dive right into it, man. Uh, big show coming up next week, uh, Crown Jewel, Crown Ooh. Jewel. How excited are you, Josh, for uh, WWE's second round of Crown Jewel? Um, yeah, it's it's coming up. I'm I can't say I'm like. <laughs> it's always it's always weird with Crown Jewel and just the negative association that you put with it. No mm-hmm. matter how much you try not to, there's always going to be somewhat of a kind of just like an asterisk next to it for me. But I will mm-hmm. say something is that this Crown Jewel I'm a lot more excited about than the last Crown Jewel. So there's certain things that I'm excited about, but the event as a whole, not that excited. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get you there. I mean, let, let's run down the card real quick. And I knew, I know we talked a little bit about it on your show, uh, but I think that goes without saying. Let's talk a little bit about it uh, here too. Um, according to Wikipedia, there are eight matches currently announced for Crown Jewel, and uh, perhaps between now and then, uh, we'll have more matches announced. I, I don't know, um, but yeah, let's let's take a look here. Uh, one of the bigger storylines going on right now in the WWE sphere of wrestling um, is the uh, the Team Hogan versus Team Flair match. Um, it originally was going to be captained uh, by uh, Seth Rollins for Team Hogan, uh, but he's since been replaced by Roman Reigns. We also have uh, Rusev, Ricochet, uh, Shorty G... <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, mm. Mustafa Ali uh, will round out Team Hogan, uh, who will be obviously taking on Team Flair, uh, headed by Randy Orton, and uh, you also have King Corbin, uh, Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. Um, th- thoughts here, Josh? I mean, what what do you make of this whole Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan kind of dynamic here for Crown Jewel? Um, yeah, the, the main issue I have with it is the fact that we get a five on five tag match. And then in another three weeks, we get another five on five tag match at mm-hmm. Survivor Series. It's just, I understand that one's elimination, one's not, but they're very similar builds. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, um, which is whatever. That's one thing, but I, I just don't really, I don't mean to sound disrespectful in the terms of the people that come before us, but I really have right. no... I have no issue. I have no, like, I just don't have any care to see Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, like, mm. tease another match at this point. Like, I don't want to see them get physical, like, especially Rick. Like, Rick is just, <laughs> I mean, he's just so old and I don't want him to break or something. Like, but, like, it's, it is, one thing I will say to take away from this is that Ric Flair is no longer really capable of dictating a promo anymore. Not that he can't cut one, hmm. it's just that he's very everywhere. Hogan, on the other hand, still can. Yeah. Have you noticed the difference in dynamics just with, like, Rick, and you're like, I don't know what he's trying to, like, I have no idea where his promo is going. When Hulk, it was like, okay, he's clearly on this path, and he knows what he's kind of saying. Mm-hmm. It does go to show the kind of difference in mindsets and health and stuff those two are probably in. But um, I just really huh. have no care to see Hulk and Rick, you know, I- I didn't, banter. I didn't really ever take that into consideration, you know, any kind of change in Ric Flair's cadence or approach to his promos. I think that's very interesting. Uh, mm. You know, but Hulk Hogan, like you just pointed out, I mean, he's he's certainly cutting the same kinds of promos that he always has. And right? he's just, he's just, he just makes a lot more sense, brother, R- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, I think this is a... Um, It'll be a fine match. It'll be. Yeah, it'll be fine. It won't. It won't be bad. It won't be bad. It, like the people involved in it are fun. Yeah. Um, I think Flair's team is a little better than Hogan's team. It's mm-hmm. just a little bit more like stacked, I would guess, like across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the match will be fun. You look at that six-man tag they had on SmackDown last week, and that was really fun. So yeah, it, it's not that it would be a bad match. It's just. It really, it's really hard to get invested into a five-on-five tag match, at least for me. Right, right. Well, and, like, you look at Team Hogan, and, like, it's all sorts of, um, it's all sorts of characters who are very Hogan-esque in different ways, maybe with exception yes. to Rusev, you know, I mean. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's not quite the American hero that, um we knew back in the Dizzy. Or, or, or like he's not really even like uh like a champion of like the downtrodden or like the kids or anything like that he's just no. like i'm rusev i'm going through a really tough time right now <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, he's worried about his wife and who she's sleeping with i guess but. right well and that's another underlying thing here too is like the whole bobby lashley rusev like it's, it'll be interesting to see them uh have some kind of exchange perhaps in the middle of the ring i don't know yeah, and there's also Roman Reigns and King Corbin. They've been kind of Ugh. involved in some kind of a story. I guess we're going with that. Um, 
snooze like just, right uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just whatever yeah like he, he uh, baron corbin king corbin rather Yes, I mean, he, respect he, your king. I know, yeah. right? Uh, he I, keep, like, uh, I like Corbin, by the way. Just you to, do? Yeah, I do. He's yeah. not... Everyone always shits on him, and I understand he's very... I like to hate him as well. He's very easy to hate. He's got a very punchable face, but he's actually like... <laughs> he he has not fantastic matches, but he never has bad matches. Yeah. He's always very I mean, consistent in the ring. That would be the word I would use to describe Corbin. He's very consistent. He's consistent for his own kind of in his own kind of way, for sure. Yeah. Like 100%. Everyone right? always says in interviews that they love working with Corbin. He's always really fun to work with. Apparently, he's very safe to work with. So, cool. Take I, that for what you will, I guess. Right, right. But the more people that want to work with you, the better your chances are that you're going to be a world champion one day. Well, well, and he's really, like, utilizing this whole King thing. Like, every time I see him out there in the ring, he looks like a... He he looks like a Jon Snow kind of knockoff. Like, oh, like he just looks, but, that crown but, like, is bald. so bad. That crown is just like so <laughs> like, bad. Like in like the wolf pelt coat and everything oh, like that. I'm like, looks, you're. Ri- <laughs> he just looks bad. But it's do- I guess it's doing its job because n- there's not really many people that universally love Baron Corbin unless they're trying to be just different. Um, I don't love Baron. Let's. I'm not saying I like Baron. I like Baron, and I yeah. think he just he fits in his role very nicely. Yeah. Well, and, and and you need somebody in that role, right? You know, that's mm-hmm. you know that's what's important. Uh, outcomes here, though, Josh. I mean, is it going to be Team Hogan? Is it going to be Team Flair? Who who do, and who do you see taking? I guess the 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 bulk of the glory here. Like, is oh, there any it's, it's one Team Hogan. Team Hogan. Team Hogan <laughs> is going to win. It's it. These shows in in Saudi, I've noticed. Actually, even these shows internationally in general, um, it's very face heavy. Mm-hmm. Faces always seem to win more on these because you want to go over to the, another country and you know keep the fans happy. And a lot of these Saudi shows, um, I, say what you will about them, but they are very kid based. There's yes. a lot of kids in the crowd when they go over to these shows. So um, Team Hogan's going to win this one. They're the, they're the face team. Roman will get the probably the win for this just to keep everyone kind of happy. Yeah. Um, but but that would be my guess on that one. I don't see Flair's team winning. Look mm-hmm. at the people on it. They genuinely take a lot of losses. All of them. True. True. You know, and with Randy Orton being kind of like, I don't know, a, a veteran, I guess, on that team, like, I could see it. I, I, I could see Flair winning, Team Flair winning, rather. Uh, but just as easily, I could, I could, I more likely see Roman getting, like, the pin. Hogan's music will be playing. They'll all be celebrating. There'll be pyro and yeah, Hogan the, will do the, the ear thing and then the, the pose you know. down. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone will kind of do it. Shorty G will be in there in his Space Jam uniform. Like, he'll just be there. <laughs> See, I was thinking, like, you know, maybe maybe Shorty G comes out looking the best. I, he, I hate keep calling him Shorty G. Um, yeah, and you know what's really bad is that he's so good. He's so good. He's so good, and it's just like, then you look at him, and you're like, God, what is that? And then you see hear his name, and you're like, oh, jeez. I'd be... I'd be okay if it was just Shorty. I could get past it. But now yeah. it's Shorty G, and I'm like, he just, he comes across very white. <laughs> very, very white. He's um, just the white boy. <laughs> v- very vanilla, kind of. And that's coming from me, who's a very, I'm, I'm very much a white boy. But I mean... <laughs> 
he is just takes one to no one, I guess. <laughs> no, for, <laughs> for sure. Um, but I mean, like, I remember like uh, months ago, Stephen and I were talking about it, like on one of our, our first episodes, really. Um, and I think it was like right before WrestleMania. And I was like, this would be perfect timing if Kurt Angle like retired and did all this stuff. And then like, I don't know, started managing and putting over Chad Gable. Like, I, like, I think he would be like the perfect heir apparent to like all of what Kurt Angle uh, did as a character and as like a personality and like the move sets would match up like perfectly. Mm. And now they're like, he's shorty G. <laughs> it was so like easy. Like it was just written down on paper already. Yeah. You just went with it and they just were like, nah, we like this better. And I'm like, no, no thanks. What world is this better? But you know what? We'll probably be eating our words in like three months when we're like, we love Shorty G. What a great time. Right. Like, what, like when he. He'll get really over. He's going to get, uh, he's going to get really over. And then the headline to WrestleMania 36 is going to be Shorty G versus Brock Lesnar. Oh God! You know it's going to happen, right? You know that match would actually be really fun because it would Brock be just really great. <laughs> around, <laughs> yeah, Brock all those would... hope spots. Oh my God, that I... would just be oh. It, well, I'm here for it, we might be onto something here, Josh. We might be Shorty G and Brock yeah. Lesnar. Right, right. You know, got the, <laughs> <by> the tag <laughs> on. Man, we we keep giving WWE all these free ideas, and we really should start charging a premium on this. Oh, right? I agree. I know Vince <laughs> listens. I remember Vince listens. Yeah, no, he's subscribed. I verified it, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Like I've got the metrics to show that it's just blowing up in Connecticut. Headlock talk. Mm. Um, <laughs> the McMahon's just sit around their dinner table and listen to Headlock talk. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> that's a, just a scary thought. <laughs> oh man, all of them. You got Stephanie Shane because apparently, in my mind, they still all live together i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> like just one big house this is it's just like linda vince shane and stephanie and triple h is like outside like, he's like hello got me in he's like no. <laughs> he's like always watering the lawn like for some reason <laughs> i don't know why they still live together in my mind but i'm not you can't change it so <laughs> no no i mean hey look i i i think i would I would tune into that show every week if that was a real thing. Like sitcom oh, or that. reality show, I'd be the so McMahon's. down. The McMahon's. The McMahon's. You got Linda working on her like political career over here and then Vince running two companies and kind of a little bit batshit insane, but you still kind of like him, like you can't hate him. And you got Stephanie and Shane like, I don't know, fighting on the trampoline outside or something. Yeah, like, like you know, like sibling rivalry. <laughs> Triple H is like, you know, the the guy who shows up you know, like they, 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 the sitcoms always have that that one character who's like the boyfriend or the husband who's like <laughs> Vince hates him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, comedic relief kind of. <laughs> oh man, be quite the show. Yeah, <laughs> like ten minutes in, Triple H walks through the door. Hey, hey, hey! And everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, gosh. Man, we've really gone off the rails already. <laughs> I know, right? We're only one match deep into Crown Jewel. Um, oh boy! Let's let's run through some other highlights real quick here for Crown Jewel. Um, Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury. Um, this feels like much ado about nothing. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm not feeling it. I'm not really a Tyson Fury kind of guy. Um, mm. He's just said some shit that I don't really like that much. But yeah. um, I agree. The, uh, uh, I just, I understand, listen, as 
I'm a rest. I'm a wrestling fan at heart, so I like to see wrestlers fight wrestlers. But I understand why they're doing this. A, it gets more people watching the show casually because they know who Tyson Fury is. B, it gets more people. Um, it keeps the kind of Saudi Arabia contract kind of deal happy with mm-hmm. making big big names come over that aren't necessarily in the wrestling business, but they're still big names. It can get more eyes on boxing if it was to go over there and stuff like that. So I definitely understand why this is happening. It won't be long. Mm -hmm. Tyson Fury will knock Braun Strowman out and we'll be on to the next. Right. And that doesn't really do a very much of a service to Braun Strowman. Like, no, uh, but at the same time, did it hurt big show when Floyd Mayweather beat him? Maybe a little bit, but in the long I run, mean, not really. Big Show was terminally damaged at that point, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's, no, it, of the, in the long in the long term, Braun will be Braun, and he'll probably come out on Raw, well, SmackDown, I should say, because he's on SmackDown the very next day, mm. and beat the shit out of someone. No, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, well, and that that and like you just touched on too, Saudi Arabia wants boxing and they want real life sporting people. I, I use that mm-hmm. term loosely, mm-hmm. but you know that that's what they want. They want to see sports personalities and exactly. Uh, and I get know. it. It's casual. I, even just a celebrity involved in general. I'm not always mm-hmm. the biggest fan of it. Sometimes I am, but I understand why it's happening. It's to get the casual people to watch and. You can't hate that. It only makes wrestling bigger at the end of the day, I guess. No, for sure. Um, let me see here. Local fan favorite Mansoor takes on Cesaro. Oh, yeah. Uh, how could you forget? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you see? Uh, I, I guess it's it's obvious here. I, I think Mansoor goes over 110% oh, yeah. here. I have uh, no. Cesaro will make him look like a million bucks. Yes. No, that's true. I mean, when are we going to see Mansoor ever again stateside? Like, that's like. He's only around for ever? these Saudi shows. Yeah, he's only ever been on the on the uh, the Saudi shows. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Is he an is he technically an NXT star? I he's te- technically speaking, yes. So um, will we see him on NXT? I am maybe. He's not bad from no. what I've seen of him. Yeah, he's. I don't he's I haven't good. really seen a lot. I didn't watch earlier whatever the show was called earlier in the year, um, because I just didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on at a really stupid time. It's on at stupid o'clock over here. It's on at like three o'clock in the morning. Oh. So like I wake up and it's still on, but like <laughs> I don't want to just watch like the end of it. Like the only right. thing that I watched from that show was Goldberg and Taker. So mm-hmm. which was, you know, five stars. Just a wonderful <laughs> match. <laughs> yes, a classic if there ever was yeah. one. Yeah, iconic oh. match right there. But yeah, I might watch this one just because there's a few things that I kind of do want to see. Mm. So I'll just wake up and watch it on the on the delay, I guess. But it's on at stupid o'clock, so it's I'm definitely not watch, getting up to watch this show live. That's mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and some of these things here, obviously, like um, New Day uh, is in this nine ta- uh, nine team tag team turmoil match for this World Cup. The largest. Right. Largest. It's got to be the biggest or the best or the, the, the largest. Greatest. Yeah, the greatest. Um, you know, I mean, this uh, this will be for for it. It's not even for a championship. It's just like for the WWE World Tag Team World Cup or whatever. Um, best tag team in the world. Yes. Uh, so this this might be a little bit fun. You know, you've got some, yeah. some good teams in here. Uh, New Day, Viking Raiders, Heavy Machinery, uh, Lucha House Party. Not bad. Uh, the B... Not wait, hold on. 
Oh, yeah, the B team. I was like, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Like, what? Like, oh, yes, the B team. Well, also, yes, the B team. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yes, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. And then, yeah, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, the B team. The Revival, the OC, and then Ziggler and Rude will be in there as well. Um, There's also a 20-man battle royal where the winner faces AJ Styles for the U.S. Championship. Um, uh, and, And I think that'll take place on the same show. It so, does. I believe that they think they announced the um the battle royal for the kickoff show. Could be wrong. Really? The kickoff and then the styles matches on the main show. Could hmm. be wrong though, honestly. Does anybody stand out to you as like uh, maybe a possible winner? Uh and, and maybe <sighs> somebody who can beat up, AJ? It'll probably just end up being Cedric Alexander, to be completely honest with you. Hmm. <laughs> um, I, could, I, I mean I'm, I'm okay that, with that. Or it might be, I mean, we're kind of planning something with Kevin Owens. Yeah. Owens, I don't know if Owens, does he bow down of those shows? I know some people do. Um, I know Brian doesn't go over to those shows. Is Kevin Owens one of the ones that doesn't go over? I can't remember. Um, uh, I know there was a uh, there was a group did, of them that were like, we don't want to do these shows. Yeah, there's Daniel. I don't remember. I, Daniel I Bryan, Bryan was one. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was one. Uh, and, like him and John Cena, I think they they were like no for political reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like uh, Kevin Owens was like, I'm worried about my family, which I think that's like also like key for like, you know, I don't want to go for political reasons, right? Like that just mm-hmm. it's just whatever. Well, that and, so and I don't know, yeah, yeah. Sami Zayn, he's not really allowed to well, go, yeah. Um, religiously he's not allowed to go well and uh apparently alistair black cannot go either because of the uh the demon tattoo on his back oh yeah oh yeah so they're like oh no like we can't have him like oh Oh, no i don't know I'm sure uh, so. he's devastated. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's like super sad. Um, yeah. Then again, who knows? I mean, that could be a big paycheck for a lot of folks. I don't know. Yeah, it probably really is because it's a lot of money. So um, it probably is a, a payday they're missing out of. But hey, the whole women's division doesn't get it. So that's how yeah, I see well, it. Well, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother affair of things uh, amongst all the other political jargon with um, it's so much. It's, that's the That's the stuff that kind of, there's a lot, obviously that I won't even mention, but like just the women's thing is like, I don't know. It seems like it, a lot of people last year said that evolution was the kind of saving grace for these sorties shows. So the women could get some spotlight, but, and I was like, no, 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 they're having it because they deserve it. But now that they're not having a second one, I'm like, mm-hmm. is it because of that? Like it, it just kind of puts a bit of a, a damper on that, especially because evolution was low key, the pay-per-view of the year last year. It was so good. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I think that may have had WWE's personal match of the year, like, like within their promotion, like with mm. Becky and, uh, Charlotte and having that. There was nothing bad on that show. They had a good battle Royal and no one was excited for that, but that battle Royal was really freaking good. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, so, that... yeah, that's how I see. That's how I see that. But yeah, the, the, probably Cedric to answer your original question. Mm-hmm. I would say Cedric or maybe like a ricochet or something like that, just because, it's just something to keep the crowd happy and, you know, established. And I mean, the match won't be bad with AJ, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so Speaking I don't of, see AJ losing it. Yeah, no, I, I don't either. 
Well, but but speaking of Ricochet, um, I'm, I'm sorry for tangenting here again. But um, <laughs> what, what do you think? I, of this? I'm the I'm the I don't give a crap about that. We can go on any tangent you want. <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna be here a while, folks. So you know, get settled in. Um, but like you know, like what's this whole? I'm getting really tired of the whole like he's a superhero. He's just like Spider Man kind of thing. Like I'm, mm, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, don't, I love I don't get Ricochet. It either. Like I love Ricochet, yeah. right? Like he's probably one of the best talents that they have on the roster, and it's like you make me not want to see him because you're like putting him over mm. the wrong way. Okay, so to play devil's advocate here. Okay. okay so he's fantastic in the ring, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He opens his mouth and he's boring. Mm-hmm. So WWE say to compensate for the fact that he's not the greatest of talkers, let's give him something so people can identify him as a superhero. Mm-hmm. You're a little kid. You go, okay, he's like Spider-Man. He's like Superman. He's like mm-hmm. Batman, whatever. It gives them a reason to kind of care without him having to really talk too much. Mm-hmm. That's True. how I see it anyway. It is annoying. And for me, I'm like, I don't give a crap that you're a superhero and I'm sick of hearing them say it. But at the same time, WWE are very good at marketing people as their character. You always associate, even if it's annoying, you always associate Roman. You think the big dog and Mm. Sasha Banks. You say (laughs) it's boss time, legit boss. You know their characters just because they they shove it down your face so much. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't really say that's not working because we just go ricochet, annoying superhero. (laughs) No, that's a very good point. You know, that's a very good point. I, I mean... There is a lot to be said for that, right? Like, you know, you do have Roman, he's the big dog. And then, like, you know, my, I can, I, I can't see Sasha Banks ever, unfortunately, yeah. without hearing Michael Cole's voice go, it's boss time. And but it's I'm just the association, <laughs> the tag that you put together. I know, I see, I think what I'm, I don't like to, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to come across as I have an ego. What I'm so good about watching <laughs> WWE is that I try to watch it as a casual fan instead mm-hmm. of a wrestling fan. And I enjoy it uh, a lot more. Okay. And I, a lot of people always are like, you enjoy kind of everything. I'm like, I don't enjoy everything. I still see it as I'm still a wrestling fan that loves it. To, mm. Like I can analyze it, but I try to go, I try to just think in the other way and go, I understand why this is happening and just kind of watch it and just go, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's fine by me. There is crap. Don't get me wrong. And I'm like, I understand why you don't like that. And I don't like that either. But I just, that's why I like WWE as much as I do now, as I always have, is just because I watch it as a casual fan instead of a hardcore wrestling fan. Because nine times out of 10, you'll just, you know, want to pull your hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, and and, and that's what I love about having you on the show, Josh, is because I think you and I both have probably been watching this for so long. And and I mean, Mm -hmm. even with Steven starting watching wrestling again um, very, very recently, um, you know, I I, I feel like I take a critical eye on a lot of things. Oh, me uh, too. I can be critical as well. Well, of, of course, but like you bring so much optimism and hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just like, it's just like, I've know. been, I've a lot of, I've noticed like a lot of people, even that have watched longer than me or, or watch for whatever time, it doesn't really matter, but um, they've stopped. I've never stopped watching the product. I've always watched since 2000 plus I've watched this product. So the last, what, 19 years I've watched wrestling you know, consistently. Um, so mm. I've never really fallen out of wrestling. Mm. There's been ups and downs. Oh my God. Some of the, I've watched some of the worst crap ever, 
But at the same time, as I've gotten older and as I've kind of understood wrestling a lot more, um, I just, I don't know, I like it a lot more now than I probably ever have just because I just watch it for what it is. And then you get surprised when there's really cool wrestling fan moments, especially on a WWE program. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's definitely fair. That's that's definitely, a, I mean, a good way to to look at the world and look look at wrestling specifically is to, you know, not just many to, people. Do. Yeah, no, don't take it's it so hard. seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it's just a television show at the end of the day. Like it really, no matter what happens on the screen, does not impact how you live your life anyway. But people it, take it. It, it shouldn't. Yeah, it definitely shouldn't. But people. Oh, do. there's some things. There's some things that piss me off to my core. I'm like, oh, mm. I cannot think. Um, but it's not very often that happens with me. I mean, you've seen it with some things, but not yeah. very often. <laughs> oh, no, of course. Well, well, and let's touch on two of those things here real quick. The supposed oh, no. main events of this show, um, <laughs> the Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez match. Um, Kane's very first match in WWE for the uh, WWE Championship, of course. I mean, does Kane have a hope in the world of, of beating Brock here? Or, or I mean, should we be surprised, you know, if Kane uh, beats Brock? I, I don't know. I, I think Kane's going to win. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Why would you bring in this dude? He's signed to a multi-year deal. All this build that he's, you know, he's left this scar on Brock Lesnar's face and he's the one that's really, you know, taken it to Brock. Just hmm. for him to lose in the first time they've ever met and then... Where does that leave us? I don't really have any interest in seeing this match in the first place, but if he wins, if Brock just wins, I really don't have an interest in seeing them fight again. Mm. Um, unless there's some kind of shenanigans and then we build this maybe to Mania. That would mm-hmm. be the only kind of way that I could see this going mm-hmm. um, because they don't necessarily have to wrestle again until WrestleMania. Or maybe Kane wins the Rumble or something like that. That's how I see it going. Um, but if I was just to bet my money on this, um, I would say Kane's going to win and take the title to Raw, and we'll talk about the other option later. <laughs> well, of course. Well, and I mean, I, th- I think that that could happen, right? Like, you know, uh, Kane could win the title, of course, and uh, go to Raw, or, or just like you said, you know, I think it'd be interesting. I think it would be surprising if, like, it'd be like a tale of two matches where Kane's like, just, like, all trying to MMA on Brock, and then, like halfway through he starts busting out the lucha moves like he did in triple a yeah like like finishes the match with like a like a poison rana <laughs> just <laughs> yeah it's really awkward this I, I think he i've seen obviously clips of him and he's like can do some crap that i didn't realize that he could do um, right. but something's not working here because he's not he's like it's like him crowd and a connection and they're mm-hmm. not meshing it's just like him and a crowd and there's just this big wall in between. I don't really understand it. He's not really getting too much reaction like that beat down. He did to Shelton on her all was really just flat. Mm-hmm. You didn't really, you really didn't do a lot. And I'm kind of like, in my mind, I'm not a big UFC guy. I, I know who he is. I've, I've, you know, I've watched UFC before, but I only watched, you know, the main stuff. Like I watch Rousey and I watch um, Conor McGregor. Like I don't, yeah. I'm a casual UFC fan, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, so, why should I care as a wrestling fan watching this? That's how I'm kind of thinking. Like, why should I care? Like, yes, okay, I understand Brock, he got beat up by Brock. Uh, Brock, um, Kane beat up Brock. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, that happened in UFC. Like, why should I care about that? Well, no not only- to the UFC, I'm just not a fan. Right. Well, and it happens like, I mean, I'm probably 
I'm probably off here, but it happened it, like it, three thousand years ago. Yeah, it happened like almost ten years ago, right? Like <laughs> I had just got my first apartment. <laughs> like I think I was at still the time. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was legitimately like fifteen years old. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It, it's it's very interesting that they brought him in. Uh, it's very interesting that there's not this huge connection yet, and um, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel as though they kind of may have like shotgunned him out or fired him out of a cannon just to kind of he, get him there, and then they're like Ray, and I'm like, are they like this? Sounds horrible, but is he just with Ray because of their like heritage? Like, yes. I don't really understand why they're friends. Like, why is Ray Mysterio friends with Kane Velasquez? Do they have a history that I'm just not clicking with here? Or um, well, they've <laughs> they've built you a history by saying that Dominic's godfather is Kane Velasquez. Which oh, I must have missed that. Doesn't oh. I mean that would mean uh, that would mean that they've known each other for over twenty years, which is longer than maybe what Kane's MMA career is. I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I don't really know. Um, yeah, I mean this is. I still see Dominic as that little boy in the with the ladder <laughs> match. That's how I see Dominic. Yeah. But now he's like so much bigger than Ray. Oh yeah. <laughs> like he just towers over Ray Mysterio. Um, but it's just like. That's how I see Dominic still is that that custody ladder match fiasco um, <laughs> with the, with Eddie and Ray, which honestly I loved. I was a sucker for that. But did, did you ever? Like in in hindsight, it's pretty pretty stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's a rough storyline, and for that to be like one of Eddie's last storylines, it's like oh yeah, oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> but did you ever hear yeah. the story about like how Eddie was like on top of the ladder, and then like he was waiting and waiting, and then he oh, fell off Vicky. the ladder. Yeah, he's like, yeah. where the f- is Vicky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can hear him. He's like tantruming on the ground. That's like my favorite, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> the amount of times I've said that to people named Vicky, and they're like, "What? <laughs> what? I don't get that reference." <laughs> I'm like, "I do. I don't care. Shut up." <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then I guess we can't talk about Crown Jewel without talking about uh, the uh, Falls Count Anywhere match here for the. Uh, Universal Championship, uh, Seth Rollins taking on The Fiend, and I think that you touched on this just a moment ago, too, with the whole, like, well, is Kane going to take the title if X happens here with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt? Yeah, so if this was to go on last, which I don't think it will, I think Brock will go on last, but Mm. um, it's all dependent on what happens here. Um, It can't be stopped for any reason. Supposedly. Like, uh... It will be, surely. um, I mean, the only... Again, I said this. It sounds like I'm beating a dead horse here because I feel like I've been saying this for a long time. They're booked into a corner. And at Hell in a Cell, the only way we could really be happy was if Bray won, which didn't happen. Um, And now here, it's even in a worse spot because if Seth loses now, he looks like absolute horse crap. And if The Fiend loses now... I will be probably more so on the side of maybe they've kind of really dropped the ball with the fiend. Right. I don't think he's ruined now at all, but it's no. all dependent on where you go from here now. And um, they are so booked into a corner because you don't want to ruin Seth because he's a, he is a star. He's a main star for this company. Yep. Um, but you really don't want to ruin the fiend because he has so much potential and yes, anything's fixable, but we're always still going to have this as like, eh, he just lost to Seth. Fiend doesn't need to be the champion. He's bigger than the title, in my opinion. Um, right. Well, so I, I think that'd I be an intriguing. 
situation. No, yeah, for sure. And I think that would be like an intriguing direction is like, you know, I mean, The Fiend doesn't care about the title. Like every now and again, you'll see it in like the fun house where you'll see it like hanging up. Uh, like it, it'd be pretty neat if like in a Mr. Rogers-esque kind of thing where like, you know, Bray walks through the door in like the Firefly Funhouse and then like takes the title off and like puts it on the coat rack or something yeah, like it, it that. Would be you cool, know. and visually <laughs> it'll be really, really fun to see it. Right. But long term, I'm just like, I don't know. A man that carries a decapitated head, I don't really know if I want to see him wearing a championship just yet. Anyway, right. Let, let, let the character breathe. Like, we really have, we've seen the fiend twice, you know, well, like in a match twice. We've seen him more times, but I mean, like, Really, we've seen the fiend like a couple of times, so we we don't really know what the fiend is. At the end of the day, we don't really know. We haven't been introduced to this character enough to go. We really know what he's about. We really know what he's doing. I do have this weird thing that just came into my head. What about if the match starts and the fiend just lays down? Hmm. The fiend lays down, right? Hmm. Loses. Seth wins, and Seth's like, "What the hell?" The fiend just runs house, beats the crap out of Seth, and then we explain that the he just wanted to destroy Seth. The, the plan was never the championship. The plan right. was Seth Rollins. So he just kind of lays down and, you know, pin me, beat me. Yeah. And then just destroys house and we can yeah. move on. Hmm. Or, you know, I mean, you could always do something like uh, Seth's about to win. Like he curb stomps, like he actually curb stomps. <laughs> the fiend on something right well we can like, go false count anywhere so we can go anyway <laughs> right right like i mean you know or like you know they're out in the middle of traffic in jetta and then like a lamborghini hits the referee like in traffic or something like that oh, uh that's horrible don't say that because it... <laughs> <laughs> well they've got those tanks now that you can drive on the, in the on the highway and in the streets you know and and in jetta yeah, no, like, like oh, they're not geez. like actually like military tanks, but they're oh, like, no, I get you. <laughs> like, they're just like these huge, like massive cars. Um, and I think you can like drive through the sand in them and stuff it, like that. That'd be quite the visual, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, and then like just like, <laughs> like uh, what was it? What was that movie, Naked Gun, where like, <laughs> the, <laughs> like, like the referee gets like flattened, like steamrolled. Um, uh, but like, uh, no, seriously. But uh, you know, if you have something where like. Seth's about to beat the fiend and then the lights go out and then the lights come back on. And then like, there's no fiend and Seth's just like looking around, like where the hell did he go? You know? I don't know. No matter what, you know, it's probably a blessing in disguise that they are in, um, sorty because it's not like a smarky place at all. They go for who they are told to go for. It's strictly entertainment. So to be honest, it won't be as a near as bad reaction, um, as, where they were in like Sacramento or something, but even yeah. like um, that's not like a smarky crowd. Like you know, it's not known as like oh, you go to Sacramento, you're gonna get killed. You know what I mean? Like um, yeah, it's just any American audience or any kind of you know wrestling based audience that was gonna boo that. You could do that finish in in at a Crown Jewel, and I don't really think it'll get booed. I don't think it would either. But you know, yeah, I I don't think that either man's gonna get booed here. This is just strictly for entertainment purposes. Yeah, and they don't really, really, they, yeah. I've noticed with those crowds, they're not quiet. I wouldn't say they're like dead crowds, but no, they are just they're just very like if this is the face, you're gonna cheer him, and if this is the heel, you're gonna boo him. They're like a That's bit something. like like an uber polite crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I would say it, which is weird. Um, but um, th- that would be how I would describe them. So really, in the scheme of things, it's kind of smart to do this here instead of somewhere 
I think Survivor Series is in Chicago, so you're not going to want to do it there. Hell no. <laughs> you don't do that there. <laughs> um, you would get torn to absolute shreds if you did it there. So, I mean, in 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 a weird business way, yeah. I can understand why they're doing it here. And I guess just to get it done and get it move on, mm-hmm. especially because they're on different brands. Um, but if Bray was to just win, maybe the Universal title goes to SmackDown because they've always kind of presented the Universal Championship as the the top championship in WWE and they want it on Fox. Yeah. It's not hard to change the color of the strap to blue. No, it's not. It's, and it might actually do something for the title. Yeah. You, you know, but who knows? Um, but no, on a serious note, uh, shout out to Chicago for that Chicago style pizza. That stuff's delicious. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, is that the, the, the deep, deep dish? dish. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Oh, you just you... get regular pizza here. Really? It's well, not really like a, uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to break the fourth wall, but uh, you're you're coming to America. I am next year, late about this time next year. So maybe I can try all the pizzas. I just want to get fat when I'm over there. Really, <laughs> you should. You should. It, I, I know that we talked about this, but if, if you did come down through here, I mean, obviously we've got all the barbecue that you could ever want. Mm. But like, you know, there are a few Chicago style pizza joints here. So maybe I I treat you to some Chicago style pizza. When I when I fly into New York, everyone tells me you got to try New York pizza and then Chicago yeah. pizza just to see what the difference. Is. Everyone's like, is it better? Is it worse? Um, yeah. All I know is that when I do have like the thicker, like what do you call it, pastry, a base, uh, whatever dough, you know, like the yeah dough. There you go. That's the word. Um, I don't like it as much as when I like thin stuff. So yeah. we'll see how I go. I mean, um, yeah, you'd probably like the New York style pizza more than it is more thin. Um, you know, a little bit more more crispy and more about like the toppings and the cheese and the sauce is more about you know that than it is the bread. And it, but at the same time, even Chicago style pizza isn't even a really a brout about the the dough. Um, Chicago style pizza is like it's almost like a casserole because like yeah. you've actually got like the sauce on top of the pizza. Whereas, uh, like, on New York style pizza or anywhere else you go, it's like the cheese is on top, right? Do you like, eat it with, like, a spoon? Like, how do you eat? Is it, like, a knife and fork or something? Like, Yeah, you get a knife and fork. Um, the, the, the tomato sauce is topped on the pizza. There's a very thin layer of dough um, that, that, that supports the sauce. And then, like, right. underneath there, it's kind of like a pie almost. You kind of like, okay, have, so it's like, more like a pie. Okay. Right. And then you've got, like, the filling, which is, like, cheese and all your meat. So, like, whether it's, like, pepperoni or sausage, meatballs, whatever. And then, like, yeah. a humongous amount of cheese. And then maybe sometimes people put in, like, peppers or onions or yeah, yeah, all yeah. of that kind of stuff, you know. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely be eating a lot of food when I'm over there because I'll be like, "What's this? We don't get this here." So I'll be like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, "The only thing that we ever get here is like McDonald's." So <laughs> I won't be eating that when I'm over there. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you're you're gonna be eating in style here in the states, yeah. Josh. Um, so um, let's move right along here. I think that's enough of Crown Jewel talk. But let's uh, let's oh, play. Damn. Let, let's play a little bit of a, a game here that I think both of us are very familiar with. You've played a version of this on uh, your show, Wrestling Reaver, before. Uh, here we call it wordplay. Uh, <laughs> wordplay. Do, do, do. Yeah, right. I don't know. I was trying to give you theme music, man. Hey. <laughs> I was going to start singing the Jeopardy music, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get sued. Um, 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, wordplay. Uh, this is a word association game where you know we talk about a, a given topic and uh, uh, give a word as to what we would describe this as. Um, so let let's talk about something here. Wordplay on something that you and I both are very passionate about here. Um, on NXT this week, there was an amazing storyline uh, in which uh, you know uh, you had the undisputed era. Uh, all celebrating after Roderick Strong beat Keith Lee and uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Um, you know, that was a pretty fantastic match. Oh, just, um, just a little bit of a banger. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Um, uh, and then Undisputed Era is celebrating. Tommaso Ciampa comes out, because he, and he's got his crutch. He's going to take on all four of them. Johnny Gargano's music hits. We get a very slight DIY reunion. Very slight. They they see eye to eye together for the first time in uh, almost a year. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then Finn Balor comes out to an enormous ovation, an enormous pop from the crowd uh, that I haven't heard from the NXT audience in quite some time. It looks like yeah. it's going to be a three-on-four thing. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it looks like it's a three-on-four situation. I, I remember I said this on Reverb uh, earlier this week. I thought Velveteen Dream was going to come out and it was going to set up for, um, you know, uh, what, what's that show? Uh, War Games. Sorry. War- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it was going to set up for War Games. But no, when Finn Balor goes to take his jacket off, he Pele kicks Johnny Gargano. Uh, and uh, this is enough distraction for Undisputed Era to beat down on Ciampa. Uh, to, and then Finn, of course, gives the 1916 uh, on Johnny right on the entrance ramp. Looked very scary. Mm. Um, but this is huge. This is really huge. Mm. Uh, Josh, the prince is back. Uh, yes. So wordplay here, Josh. What do you think of the prince you know, uh, character here for Finn Balor making a return in NXT? If I had to think of one word just to describe that, it would be finally. 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 Um, just in the sense of like, Finn has become just a character. He's just, he's just there. He's just like, kind of like, whatever. Yeah. And he's finally kind of here. And it's like, he's he, not in a nasty way. I don't mean this because I love Finn, but he was just kind of furniture. He was just there. Mm. He was Hot just take. there. And he wasn't really, he was just like, like when he was the IC champ, he was just—he almost forgot that he was the IC champ. He was just there, He'd just pop up sometimes. You're like, oh yeah, Finn's here. He wasn't really making too much of a wave, but he wasn't irrelevant. He was just—he right. was just there. So finally, I'd say he's finally, you know, got people talking about him again. And NXT is the perfect place for him, to be completely honest. Mm. No, for sure, for sure. Well, and then like, like I said, he he gave that 1916. And then, oh, that was nasty. Yeah, you know, put put the the finger guns out like he used to do as uh, the Bullet Club leader back in New Japan. Um, I'm gonna go with shocking. Shocking's my word yeah. here on this Dang. one. Um, like like I said, I was totally totally invested in this thing. I was like, here's the storyline. Like it's 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 written in the stars because you're gonna have Velveteen Dream come back and you're gonna set up this four way, uh, or rather this uh, this four on four in um, War Games. Uh, yeah, and I think that would have been perfectly acceptable, and I and I yeah. almost think that you could have done this anyway, right? Like you could have had Champa, Gargano, Velveteen Dream, and Finn Balor, which is like mm. 
a very crazy dream team <laughs> to take on very. Undisputed Era. Um, but um, in, instead, you did have the betrayal there. Um, and I think that this sets up a lot of different options. Obviously, Johnny versus Finn is going to be ridiculous when that goes down. Oh, yeah. And and I think the by extension, I mean you're you're gonna also run into uh, Champa and uh, Balor at, at at some point else. Uh, I think uh, Champa was actually tweeting about that, you know, saying that he wants a a piece of the prince. Uh, so it sets up a lot of great um, new and fresh matchups. I think Finn being there anyway did that, uh, but this does add another dimension. Mm. Um, question though. Um, are there too many heels now in NXT? I feel like a lot of the the bigger talent is uh, more on the heelish side of things. I mean, the the fans you know cheer for Undisputed Era, but traditionally speaking, they are heels. Um, the same goes for Finn Balor, uh, Ch- uh, Tommaso Ciampa, as you put a few weeks ago. Um, he he kind of strides that line. He's kind of a, like that anti-hero kind of vibe. But yeah. I mean, do we? We don't have too many like traditional baby faces outside of Johnny Gargano, really, at this point. No, but that could be probably said for all of wrestling. Really, there's a lot of heels in wrestling. There's more heels than there is faces. There's more good heels than there is good faces. Um, but there's probably more fantastic baby faces there than there is fantastic heels. The ratio, I mean, mm-hmm. um, in terms of when there's a fantastic baby face, they're absolutely just out of this world, amazing, and when we find them, they're, ima- they're just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ratio is always going to be, I think it would be easier. I don't know because I'm not a wrestler, but I would find it easier to play a bad guy than a good guy. Just I think because so. You can say things that you, you can't, you, there's so much more restriction on being a good guy. Cause you have to, you know, do the right thing. And when you're a bad guy, you can just be like, you know, <laughs> off basically and it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think that could be said for anything. Yes, maybe, but, there's a lot of talent in NXT. You look across the board, there's a lot of talent ready to kind of step up. Yeah. So I'm really not thinking about that too much and just kind of enjoying that. Um, but there's an argument there for, for sure. There's a, lot, there's a lot more heels at the top than there is faces. Yeah. No, I, w- I would say that that's true. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm very intrigued with where this goes. And... I mean, maybe I should tamper my expectations, but I really do think that Finn versus Johnny is like a match of the year candidate. Yeah. <laughs> like already, like I will, I will accept nothing less for that match, <laughs> and that's probably a bad thing. Yeah. That's when my wrestling fan comes out of me. I'm like, I'm not accepting good. This has to be amazing. Right. Like, like the the way that I'm already foreseeing this is like it's already on level with what Johnny did with Adam Cole, and that was even like far well above my expectations. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, Johnny. Johnny's just really good. He's um, so good. And Finn's great. But yeah. we haven't seen the Finn that we know we can see arguably since NXT. Is is there anything in your mind as to think that he's going to try and rebuild his own stable? Because I mean, I keep hearing people being like, "Oh, well, they should bring the OC to NXT," and I'm like, "No, no, don't do that. I That's don't dumb." Think so right, there's so many stables. Sometimes it's just nice to be like, "Why? Why do people always have to have backup?" Right? Why can't we just have people just be on their own and just be that? It's like whenever there's like a great heel now, it's like they have to have a manager. They have to have they have to have their boys or right, you know, help. Just let Finn be himself and just let Finn 
do his own thing. Maybe yeah. down the line, Finn's not going to be in NXT again forever. I don't think. I think he'll eventually go back to Raw and SmackDown at some point. I don't know. Then you know, then tamper with that when when yeah. it's time, or you know, when AJ is done with the OC. Maybe we can do something with Finn and Gallows and Anderson. Maybe, but right mm. now, I'm just kind of seeing Finn do his own thing. Just yeah. Let him, let him kind of soar on his own. I agree. I, I mean, uh, the only reason why he needed the Bullet Club in New Japan was that that's what worked with the Japanese audience at that time because it's, mm-hmm. it's something that they didn't really see uh, too much of is this American trope of a heel stable, um, you know, and, and Finn being, you know, the, the rock and roller. You know, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, he, he did the, you know, the, 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 the gun gesture with his hands, oh, yeah. you know, and, and, guns, and yeah. yeah, the finger guns and like brought that trope back. I think that that's, that was just like a great throwback and an uh, ugly hand tattoo. Oh, that, that hand tattoo he's got, I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah. The astronaut. <laughs> yeah, it's so ugly. <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't. I don't hate it. I mean, the placement I, is like so weird. Like, I fully expected it to be like, because um, I thought like, because we've always seen him in that leather jacket, like since he got the tattoo. So I was like, ah, oh, interesting. Okay, well maybe he's got like a whole like gnarly sleeve going up his arm, and yeah, it's like you know this like real interstellar thing. That's like no, it's just a one lowly astronaut like looking at the the sun. <laughs> it's just like okay, it's just a weird placement. I'm just like, what is that? I don't understand it. It just because you can see it w- with his jacket, and I'm like, Ugh. right, <laughs> put something. <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> hey man, like I said, like I said, I- I'd f- I'd have fully bought in if there was like if it led to more, and then there's like Cthulhu or something like on his arm. I don't know, like <laughs> just something-, something else. Just this, this, this lonely little tattoo. But- <laughs> yeah, this is this oh, lonely little astronaut. I think he got another one not very long ago. Could be wrong. I think I seen that on his Instagram. His Instagram is uh, just him and his new wife all the time. Oh, that's cool. Good for yeah, them. He's just got this. He's got like this. I don't think she speaks English. Really? Or, yeah, she speaks. Or, like she's from. I think she's like speaks like Spanish. I don't think she speaks a lot of English. Huh. Well, that's cool. You know. Yeah. Hey, man. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm sure he's happy. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about something else that goes on on Wednesday nights, and that's AEW. Um, a lot of people have been clamoring about uh, the the Cody and Jericho segment and how awesome that was, and how well done it was, and how you you have Chris Jericho, you know, crying and being like, "I have my ticket," you know, "I bu- I bought my ticket," you know. I mean that that was a very good segment. Uh, something I found to be a bit more compelling though was the main event. Did you happen to see the main event of AEW, I, Josh? I did. I did. Uh, so. Spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, John Moxley versus Pac ended in a uh, time limit draw. Um, Josh, wordplay on this here. What do you make of these time limit draws now being a little bit uh, more frequent here uh, in AEW? I mean, I'm not saying that they're too frequent, but but what do you make of just the time, the the concept of the tr- the time limit draw in AEW in the first place? Alternative. Would be the word I would use. Ooh. They're trying everything they can to be different. Um, I have made it very clear of my kind of take on AEW. Um, it's just, it's another thing in AEW that I'm not really that keen on. I don't know. Um, a fight against the clock is fun. I'll never really not like that. But I don't know. 
in a way, people are like, it's great. It adds a little bit of intrigue to a match. And, you know, you gotta, you got to be against the clock and all that. But in my eyes, it's lazy. Because now if you don't want people to lose, you just have them fight to the time limit and beat each other up. Yeah. No, I, I get that for sure. Um, you actually used the word that I was thinking of, and I, and, and I was going to say intrigue, right? I mean, I'm not really... Uh, yeah. fo- I'm not really for or against it. It is a different idea, uh, as as you put it, uh, an alternative idea, because um, they are trying to be different, right? Yeah, and, um, and good on them. I want them to be. They don't need to be a cookie cutter, you know. Copy. They ch- copying any wrestling promotion would be silly for them to right. do. They have to make their own kind of carve their own niche and and be all elite wrestling. So to add like time limit, I know they take certain elements from different companies. That's fine, but they merge them all together to make what AEW is. And obviously, right. it's working because a lot of people just, you know, would lick their feet. I'm pretty sure that company, but um, mm. it's just, you know, it's well, just different. <laughs> what this makes me recall is, and, and and I'm not saying that the Moxley pack was was nearly as perfectly executed as this was because I I don't think that that it was. Um, but uh, going back to maybe New Japan's uh, G1 this year, you had two occasions where that happened. One where Sonata beat Okada, and another one where I think it was with a, a, a Ibushi and Okada where Ibushi beat Okada in the dying minutes of the match. Um, and in both of those occasions, it like there was like a high amount of intensity there because like you weren't really sure, you know, um, you know, if Okada was going to hold on and like, you know, pick up the draw or the victory there or what, whatever it may be. Um, so I think in the right settings that it, it, it is quite intriguing um, and, and it could potentially build to a huge pop whenever somebody does beat the time limit. Um, but you don't want to overdo this, right? So yeah. this is, this is different, but I'm, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm not worried, but you don't, you definitely don't want to overdo this kind of thing. Right. Um, no, because it would just get old really fast, and again, it'll come across. To me, it comes across as lazy. But I just see, I, I don't. I guess I see AEW differently than other people. People don't really agree with me on that. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just trying to keep as open of a mind as I possibly oh, can these too. days. Like I've said to so many <laughs> times, I'm just like, I want it to be awesome, and in a way, it is. Um, <laughs> it just personally it's more of a it's a me thing not a them thing <laughs> right i mean uh being in the podcast biz i feel as though i should equally hand out carrots and then beat you with a stick at the same time exactly. you know <laughs> you know so i mean i'm totally open to anything um uh speaking of intrigue though moving from one intriguing item to another here um on smackdown we got treated to something that's quite intriguing um there was an in-ring segment between Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, so, uh, with that said, here I believe we all know where this is going, right? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know a dream match of sorts here between Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Josh, wordplay on this potential Daniel Bryan Shinsuke Nakamura match for the Intercontinental Title. Wowza? I don't even know Wowza. what word to use. Wowza. <laughs> um, uh, just, I mean, these two have never touched before, have they? Nope. Never. Well, then, yeah, um, I'm more than down for this. The only problem I have is that people hype these ones up so much. You hyped up like mm. AJ and Shinsuke, and mm-hmm. you actually go back and watch that match at WrestleMania. It's actually, it's actually quite a good match. It just wasn't 
where we're expecting it to be. Right. And I think that's what I'm trying not to do with Brian and Nakamura because I want it to be amazing. And I think mm-hmm. it can be, but I don't want to say it in, in my brain because I don't want to be like, oh, that was good. But, right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think that, you know, I, I know, I think that me and Steven are a bit guilty of that too because we, we really hyped this AJ uh, Shinsuke match because I think we, everybody expected it Everyone, to be. Yeah. Go ahead. But he told us that, you know, that it's a dream match and this is going to be amazing. And right. then, well, <laughs> you actually do watch that match. Like I said, if you were to watch that match right now, you'd go, damn, this is actually a pretty good match. Yeah. But just sometimes hype can work in the favor or the, or the disadvantage. It can be an advantage or a disadvantage because sometimes you go no hype and you watch the match, you go, holy crap, that match was actually really good. Right. And then sometimes you go into a match like, this is going to be really good. And then it's just good. And you're like, okay, you know, right. And whatever proceeds after that. But, um, I just try to just try, (laughs) I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I think it's going to be really good, but I just don't want to be like, this is going to be amazing. And then, you know, (laughs) I I, I feel like we all thought it was going to be one of those things where it was like, uh, it was like shot out of a cannon, like this furious matchup, this very cagey affair. Um, I'm obviously a, a big fan of, uh, of of soccer football, as you and I should call it. Harkening back to, to, to uh, it's it's soccer Reaver. to me. Too. It's, it's oh, soccer. it's soccer to you. Okay, well, yeah, football is not what you would call football, and definitely foot that soccer is not what I call football. So we okay. all got different football. But yeah, I call it soccer. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've been a. I, I never played. Um, I I call that hand egg. Um, I, I never played like NFL football at all, really. Hand egg. <laughs> but, but but I I definitely played a lot of uh, soccer, a lot of football, uh, really. Uh, when I was yeah, younger. I um I play like Australian rules. I've like mm. not played like like in a league or anything like that and calm down. But I played like, you know, <laughs> casually played Australian rules football, AFL. That's fun. But that's my football. That's Josh, what I call football, football star. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't get an averagely looking, for, you know, no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, I guess where I'm going with this is like, um, there was a game on today. Uh, I'm a big Liverpool fan. Uh, and uh, they had a very cagey match against uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And it was very, very cagey, very wild match. And um, I think that's what a lot of people expected out of Shinsuke and, and AJ Styles. But it really wasn't that way, right? Um, I, I guess my word here is... Um, uh, patience. <laughs> Let's be. Yeah, that would be a fantastic word to actually say. Yeah, pa- patient. Pa- 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 be patient with Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke. Enjoy the ride uh, while yeah. while it lasts. Um, you know, uh, because we really don't know what we're gonna get out of this. This could be genius match because all of Daniel Bryan's matches are genius. Uh, but we said a lot of the same things about the AJ Styles kind of uh, thing, and then that became all about like kicking people in the nuts and being very rude. <laughs> so I Yeah, it went down a really different path. I just I don't <laughs> think we expected what we got. Um which is I mean, like I said, it was still good. It just was yeah. very different. Um and this could go we don't know where this is gonna go because this is really being built around like on SmackDown with Brian bringing back the yes movement and is it coming back and that moment when Brian, you know, does the yes chant again, the place is gonna go, you know, crazy when that happens but it's just the build to this um 
who knows? Because you've got Sami Zayn in there, so that's the kind of variable here. Mm. Um, it'll be fun, nonetheless. You you think of the matches that Brian and Zayn will have in the lead up to Shinsuke and oh yeah, um, Brian. That'll be fun too. Yeah, I'd no. just like to see a triple threat between these three. To be completely honest, that that would be interesting too. That would be very interesting. But yeah, I mean, I I really do like that idea of the visual of like you know Shinsuke's beaten down Daniel Bryan, you know, all throughout the match, and then he's like he's like on one knee like doing the yes pump up, and then and he's like, finally back, and then the place is just he's back in that zone again. Like they're they're erupting, and Nakamura is about to give the the Kinshasa, and then. Brian like does the matrix, you know, <laughs> he like goes yeah, and backwards then the, and then the tomb the knee or the yes lock. Yeah, we call it the yes lock again. I guess it's not the label lock anymore again. No, uh, he, he, or, or he could grab in the he could grab in the heel hook again. Oh yeah, uh, you know, it's bittersweet that. for me because Brian is such a fantastic heel. And yeah. he's done some of my favorite stuff that Brian's ever done in the last year with this new Daniel Bryan and the the Planets Champion. I thought that was gold. And, you know, his run with the WWE Championship, and that was really fun. I, I really enjoyed all of that, the, the eco-friendly WWE title and <laughs> all of that. So some of yeah. my favorite stuff has been as him as a bad guy. But, you know, it's a welcome change, I guess. He's, he's a fantastic uh, face. He really is. So True. I like him as a face a lot, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, either way, I mean, Daniel Bryan's just a genius. And I think yeah, that, he is. you know, Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan's a long time coming. Um, oh yeah i think that when nakamura first came in there wasn't like nobody had like a hope in hell that it, that we would actually see daniel bryan and shinsuke because brian was yeah. still out um, brian was out so this really is a blessing but yes let's all uh use some some patience here with this one <laughs> um yeah it'll be fun though like regardless it'll still it will be nothing less than good mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's still going to be a regardless of anything um it'll be It'll be good. <laughs> yes. Speaking of patience, Big Show says relax, everybody. Big Ooh. Show. Big Show wants everybody to, to chill out. Uh, let me just pull this article up because I found this to be quite intriguing. Uh, per CagesideSeats.com, we'll leave the article here in the description, folks. Uh, Big Show has some advice for WWE fans. Uh, he, uh, he says... Uh, uh, actually, he was being interviewed for his ne- upcoming Netflix show, The Big Show Show. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, you he think off- I'm not going to watch that? I'm going to watch the crap out of that show. <laughs> it's, it'll be something. It's going to be. <laughs> Big Show is actually funny. Did you ever watch Knucklehead? Yes. Yes. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. It, it, <laughs> it was, it was a fun movie. I he, liked Knucklehead. It was probably one of the only WWE films that I was like, "This is actually kind of good." <laughs> he he's a he's a fairly you know genius you know actor. <laughs> he's a natural. He's a natural funny person because he's mm-hmm. so large. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, it, he brings something unique. Uh, but he he also brings this unique take here. Um, he, he offered his takes on fans' feelings here. Quote: You're never gonna make everyone happy. Some people say you're rushing too much or you're taking too long. Everyone's gonna have an opinion. My advice is to sit back, watch the show, and enjoy it. Quit trying to direct it. Um, Josh, uh, wordplay here. Your feelings on the Big Show's comments about fans. Same. <laughs> Same, okay. That's how I watch wrestling. When you think about it, I don't mm-hmm. direct it. I don't I don't 
ever be like, it's taking too long. This is too quick. Just watch it. Just watch mm-hmm. it for what it is on your screen and just react accordingly to what's happening. Instead of being like, this is where this should go. Just mm. watch it. You'll enjoy it so much more because you your expectation level is very different. I'm not saying I have low expectations for everything. That's not the case. I'm just not thinking about like, if, if Lana wins this match, that means that this person has to win this match because they have to fight. Yeah, okay, I can analyze it like that if I want to, and I can see it that way, but I'm just like, Lana just won a match, or whoever. That's a poor example. But um, right. <laughs> I, I agree with Big Show. To be completely honest with you, I agree. Yeah, and, and I mean, um, I, I do agree as well. Um, I, I guess my word would actually be conflicted, right? Uh, conflicted is my word simply because I do agree with the bulk of what he says, and, and I agree with you. I think that when I watch wrestling, I sit back and I, and I, I take it in and then inf- make an informed opinion based on what I just saw, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I mean, I don't want to, like, just sit back and, like, quote, enjoy it, right? Um, if, like, you know, if, <laughs> like, like the whole Lana and Rusev and Bobby oh, yeah. Lashley thing's, like, the perfect example, yeah. right? Like, we were all, like, uh, yeah, no, don't, like, stop, please, mm. <laughs> like, mm. please. <laughs> But at the same time, we're reacting accordingly. We're reacting right. to what we see. We're not going, oh, we don't like this because it's, it's leading to this and that's what I don't... Like, okay, we're reacting because the segments are just poor. Right. Enjoying it, I think... What I'm interpreting from that comment by enjoy it is like, enjoy what you're watching mm. and still react to what you're... You know, don't... Enjoy what you're watching instead of enjoying something that hasn't been on yet. Okay, I mean, and that's that's an interesting take too, right? Like, and I'm sure that you know, I don't know where his headspace is when he said these kind of things. I mean, you could be talking about just about anything, whether it's you know, yeah, uh, it can literally mean anything. It doesn't, right? You know, it's a very broad, um, a very broad way of saying that kind of stuff. But I can't say he's not wrong because people do overanalyze everything, and that's why they're. I wouldn't say that's why they're the only reason they're not enjoying it, because there is some shit. But, um, <laughs> um, it, there is some... There's a lot of people like, oh, why did this just happen? They can't lose. You don't know what's going to happen on the next episode of SmackDown or the next episode of Raw. Right. No matter how much we, we know, we don't know crap. We know what they're telling us, and that's that's all we really need to know. Um, yeah. I don't read a lot of dirt sheets for that reason. Uh, here yeah. and there, I'll, I'll see something, but I stay away from that kind of stuff because I don't want to know who's backstage at a show. I don't want to know, like, <laughs> oh, backstage news on this person winning the Intercontinental Championship. Like, I just want to watch it. Right. Well, and that, and I, I think that that's, that speaks to, I guess, the, um, I don't think there's like a divide in the fandom per se, but I that's think not, that, yeah, I think that wrestling fans are now, you know whether because i because i do read like you know i'll i've got a i I make no bones about it i've got a a subscription to the wrestling observer or if i like see that fightful or or somebody else posted something you know that uh you know i'll I'll check it out and i'll read it right i just find that stuff to be intriguing um but i mean at the same time i think that just the general basis of fans are smarter nowadays and they come with an expectation of something Mm -hmm. so when they don't get that Right, that thing that they wanted, then they're gonna make it known. I mean, the the Seth Rollins and and Fiend stuff is you know like a picture perfect thing That's for that. That's the exception, I guess, to the rule is because there's some things that I have to look at and go. Okay, right, like that's dumb. That's, yeah, that's just there's. 
that even for me is just like, I even look at it as a casual fan of being like, but that guy, why would that guy want the match stopped? That's how I seen that. Why would he want it? He's a big, big, scary dude in a big, scary mask. I mean, my 10 year old brother watches wrestling casually. Yeah. And I showed him that because I like to like look at people when I've watched something and when they watch something so I can see how someone that isn't like watching wrestling as much as I am reacts to something. And my little brother looked at me and was like, I don't understand what's happening. This guy looks scary. Why is he, you know, getting beat up by this? He used the word <laughs> little man. And I'm just like, <laughs> but in the sense of it, in the sense of it, in the sense of it, Bray is so much bigger than Seth. And to a casual fan, that doesn't probably come across that well. <laughs> and no, he's a 10-year-old kid. I mean, he's a kid, so he, he's still like, he's, he, he doesn't watch wrestling all that much, but he didn't understand it. He was like, uh, like why didn't that guy win? Why did the he... little man beat the big man? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, is, it, is, it is kind of fascinating to get like that opinion, though, and be like, yeah. Okay. So have this is how you see it. But at the common ground is, if you know, two and two connect, is that why didn't the fiend win? That would right. be the common ground. So that's how I see that. So in that sense, I guess I overanalyze things a little bit too much. But I was still only reacting to what was going down on my screen. Not because like, oh, my God, no, 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 this doesn't lead to this. It was just because that was just a storm. But <laughs> to get back to the big show, um, yeah, yeah, I can't think that he's wrong because yeah. he's, he's really not. You know, I hate when people complain about like, didn't they say this was going to happen? It's like, no, you said that was going to happen. They never mentioned this. Like, you know, when people are like, say it's like, for example, like a rumble, right. And be like, they've read all this stuff online that, um, uh, let's just give like a, a really just a, a random name, like say Ronda Rousey, right. Ronda yeah. Rousey's going into the run. Everyone's reading Ronda Rousey's going to be in the rumble. Ronda Rousey's going to be in the rumble. Then when she's not in the rumble, people are like, I was expecting Ronda Rousey. Now I'm let down. It's like, but WWE never told you that Ronda Rousey was going to be in the Rumble. So therefore you're getting yourself expectations for something they have not told you. Therefore you're letting yourself down. You're not reacting to what's on the screen. That's how I kind of see what Big Show said is getting expectations for something that's you're, you're trying to direct the show. He kind of said, um, paraphrasing, but um, you know, that kind of stuff is the, the kind of stuff that I try to not do. No, because you're setting yeah. yourself up failure. <laughs> right, right. You set that that bar of expectations for yourself. No, and and, yeah. and I think that there's a that's a fair argument. Um, more Big Show news because I mean, look, Ooh. this is hey, look, you know, Big Show. He's uh, yeah, <laughs> he's making the rounds this week here in a big, big way. And um, I know that we just talked about his new upcoming Netflix show, The Big Show Show. Uh, which is going to be <laughs> quite a hoot. Yeah, uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, something that flew under the radar here, Big Show's going to have another show, uh, Per Fightful, on October the 8th here uh, by Jeremy Lambert. Uh, the Big Show is coming to reality television, right? Uh, there will be There's going to be a new reality series entitled The Big Show versus the World, A Giant Abroad, uh, with the synopsis being... <clears throat> Through his extensive world travels with WWE, Big Show has collected a lifetime of unusual stories filled with unexplained natural occurrences, uh, local enigmas, and fascinating people. The Big Show versus the world, A Giant Abroad, will focus, or I'm sorry, will follow the larger-than-life WWE superstar as he travels back to these locations and indulges his lifelong passion for exploring the strange and unknown. Um, 
interesting. Uh, <laughs> each self-contained episode will feature Big Show venturing uh, to a new exotic area where he'll team up with a local guide and dive headfirst into a native mystery or legend. Navigating the difficulty of travel at seven feet tall and the extreme, uh, sometimes awkward situations he encounters with his signature self-deprecating sense of humor, Big Show will do whatever it takes to unearth very quirky and shocking detail during his adventures into the bazaar. Uh, so, uh, Josh, uh, wordplay on this here. What do you think of the Big Show uh, versus the world, a giant abroad? What, what do you think of uh, this concept here? What? <laughs> what the hell? I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're they're shopping it through uh, a whole bunch of different uh, cable networks. So um, oh, I guess it's going to be. I guess it's going to be part like. Um, do you get like diners, dive-ins, and drives? Like <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and dives, rather like that show with Guy Fieri. No, it, no. I know who that is, Guy Fieri. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that that won't air in australia yeah so um i'm just obviously you know gonna be quite depressed about that as you can tell by that synopsis <laughs> maybe we don't know it might show up somewhere oh, oh we, we can only dream <laughs> that's the goal i guess that sounds like a, a mess <laughs> natural occurrences that's happened while he's been traveling the world yeah i mean this sounds Why, like because he's big <laughs> Is that, think, is that the is that the the aim of the show? I, I I think that's part of the gimmick. Like, um, well, here here's maybe a television personality that maybe you're more um familiar with, or or maybe you might get more of their shows. Um, uh, before he passed away, I was a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain. Did you ever see any of his shows where he's like traveling around the world, like eating food no. and stuff like that? No, Ruff, no. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't watch it, but no. Okay. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, he's like a famous, like a like a world famous celebrity chef, right? Uh, yeah, he he um like accidentally died. Um, I think last year. Um. Oh. Uh, or maybe it was earlier this year. I really don't know. Um, but um, before he passed away, he, like what Anthony Bourdain would do is like travel all around the world and like eat food and experience different cultures. So I feel like it's like half that, half ghost adventures, <laughs> like where like Big Show's just like what the like, hell like, is this? Like looking into like, <laughs> you not have that show either. No, no, no. I have ghost? that. I have that. I just mean oh, okay. like just the Big Show versus the world. I just. <laughs> I'm so taken back by that because I just didn't know what was happening and I just don't understand that at all. I don't see the... I mean, you watch it be great, to be right. honest. Like, It'll I, end up being great. I, I love reality TV TV garbage, so... I, I, I Well, I sincerely hope you get this show because it sounds intriguing. Like, it sounds like he's, like, traveling the world, like, seeking out, like, local legends and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> like, boy. Like, hunting for wink, Bigfoot. Wink, 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 <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'll probably be able to find it somewhere, but... um. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, I I am uh, I'm definitely down for this, and you know what? Good on Big Show for yeah. uh, you know making uh, a bit of moolah outside of the like you know using his fame wisely when his wrestling cl- career is you know it's probably we probably won't see the dude wrestle again. Maybe he's got one more left in him, but I don't really see him wrestling again. So mm-hmm. you know he's it's not like he's eighty years old. 
as well make some money while you can. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, my word's definitely intrigued. I'll, I can't wait to see how. I'll this... stick to what because what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what, <laughs> what. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is a uh, definitely an interesting story, and uh, yeah, make sure to keep an eye on this one here, folks. Um, I will now. <laughs> well, uh, Josh. There's only one other way to wrap up this episode of Headlock Talk. And, uh, of course, thank you for coming on, absolutely. Of course. Uh, but uh, even with Steven not here, uh, I'm glad that you're here because it's time to take a deep dive down into <laughs> if witches were fishes. <laughs> so uh if this is your first time listening to headlock talk or if you've never listened to headlock talk before um we play this game at the end of our show where we each take turns making wishes uh wrestling related or otherwise and the other grades them in terms of fishes it's uh semi-ridiculous but uh fun nonetheless because uh you know it's it's quite nice to dream sometimes right <laughs> um josh is there anything that comes to mind for you right off the bat that is a dream of yours here sir okay so my first one would be i wish people would stop using the term mark as an insult because I don't think it's an insult. I think it's quite endearing to be a mark because you love wrestling. Really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an interesting point of view, Josh. Yeah, I hate when people are like you dumb mark. It's like I'm a mark because I watch wrestling. Right. Aren't we all marks then? Yeah. I mean, don't you like mark out if like something badass happens? Exactly. Right. Don't I we- mark out when like, you know, whatever happened I I've just got Ronda Rousey on my brain, but I marked out when Ronda Rousey came in. I was like, holy crap, it's Ronda Rousey. I marked out. Right. Does that make me stupid because I'm a dumb mark? <laughs> I feel like all all of us are dumb marks then. Right. Know. Like, Well, and then I guess there's like always that other side of the argument where it's like, well, you know, if I'm a dumb mark for actually liking something, like, does it mean that you just don't enjoy anything? Like, you're just yeah. always sitting there like with your arms crossed like... Uh, yeah, I guess whatever is fine. A, a, a mark is someone that just enjoys. I'm a mark for other things that aren't wrestling. So does right. that make me stupid? I don't think so, Josh. Exactly. I, I th- so I I, 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 that would be my first wish: is people would stop using "mark" as an insult because it doesn't insult me. In fact, it probably makes me like you more for calling me a mark. <laughs> Well, uh, Josh, that's a wonderful wish, and and I and I like that wish a lot. So I want to find you a, an awesome, colorful fish because that's a a very brilliant wish. Uh, so I'm actually going to give you uh, uh, five bullethead parrot fish. Uh, there, there's they, that they, sounds they, nice. It is. It's it's very nice and rainbow esque. Uh, you probably Ooh. can't see it through this uh through this camera here, but it's a very nice fish. Uh, it is very reflective. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I'm giving you five of those because, man, that, I think that really brightens things up here. I think we yeah. should take ourselves so seriously. You know, can't be sad at a rainbow, can you? No, <laughs> no, you can't. Um, <laughs> um, I guess I'm a mark for rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mark for happiness, Josh. Yeah. Um, with uh, with the news of this, um, th- these big show shows, um, I, <laughs> I, I'm really intrigued. Um, you know, I obviously WWE does a lot of reality television, right? Um, mm. I, I think that um, uh, if wishes were fishes, 
if, if there was somebody else who had a reality show, um, I think I would watch it about Ric Flair. Uh, I think Ric Flair should have his own reality show, and uh, uh, whether it's semi-scripted or not, whether you see like Charlotte or Andrade or whoever, um, I think Ric Flair should have his own reality show. Or uh, a throwback to the beginning of the episode, uh, uh, The McMahons. I think that The McMahons (laughs) should be a show, um, actually. Uh, I think that would be brilliant. Uh, so either which way, maybe like a we start off with the McMahons, right? We get that show, and then a spinoff as Ric Flair's a character in the McMahons. We get a spinoff uh, with uh, Ric Flair uh, as as a show. What wow. what do you think, Josh? Well, that's just yes, please. Um, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you four Barracudas for that one. That one's I like that. Oh, ooh, <laughs> I like that Barracuda. All right. I have another one, but it's not wrestling. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Please, Josh. Okay. Okay. If wishes were fishes, um, I wish that people would appreciate cats as much as they do dogs. Huh. Because I'm a cat guy. I'm a I'm a cat guy. How many cats do you like- have, Josh? I only have one cat because okay. she is she's quite the bitch. She doesn't like other things. So um I only can have one cat because she's very nasty. Um but I love her. <laughs> And she kind of owns the house, but it's fine. But I love cats. Mm. So I wish people, people are always like, oh, dogs. Oh my God. Like I want to be like trampled to death by a herd of golden retrievers. But it's like, I don't know. (laughs) I'd like to be trampled to death by a herd of cats. Hey, you know, well, there's nothing wrong with that. And people always just love dogs so much. And it's like, just appreciate cats too. They're great. I mean, I've got my dog Millie here in the room with us. Um, you know, she's been quite quirky today. Um, I like dogs. Yeah, I mean, she's she's cool. Um, I, I I love my dog Millie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I, it just depends on like what circles of the internet you go to, right? Like, you that's know, true. But I it's mean, just always like it's just generally like people are like, do you have a dog? Like, do you have a cat? Like, if there's a cat in the house, I'll hang out with that cat. Cats are so independent. They do their own thing. They come right. to you when they want you. Dogs are just very like, I want you all the time. L- and love like, me. Cat, back off. I like a cat because like, <laughs> if they don't like you, they'll let you know. Like I have right. friends come over and my cat has no bear with them. She's like, back off, get away. And she's mm. also, also very quite protective of me, which I don't know if people know that about cats, but they can be mm. quite protective and loyal. Cats are quite loyal too. True, true. So well, I, I'm just a cat mark, I guess is what I'm saying. But <laughs> cat mark. <laughs> but yeah, I wish people would appreciate them just as much as they. I'm not saying more. I'm saying you have to like them more. Just appreciate them for what they are as much mm. as dogs. Well, and I think this too, right? Like you know, if you're having like a dinner party, or if you got like a lot of people over, right? Um, you know, you have to almost make special arrangements for the dog because not everybody's mm-hmm. like a dog kind of person, or like you know, the dog can make its own kind of mess around the house, especially if you're mm-hmm. like having some kind of a party. Um, whereas like a cat, normally like you know, cats don't like to normally be involved in all sorts of stuff like that. They'll kind of like go off and do their own thing in another room yeah. of the house. You know, what you an get- independent animal yeah they're so easy to take care of you just feed them mm -hmm. and you know clean their litter box and then you're good yeah they they generally stay out of the way of like yeah they hide if there's lots of people here you know she's she hides away and then she comes out when they were all gone i mean i want to do that when i see people as well so i can relate to that that's fair. No, that's fair. I, I I really like that wish because you know obviously there's, um there's not a lot of uh, 
uh, you know, I don't, I don't, normally people aren't so um, vocal about uh, cats, right? And I think that's, there was that's, like so cute dogs. Oh, I love dogs. <laughs> it's like I like dogs too. I have a dog. He's great. Right. But I've I just love cats. But, but I always have. But you're show, showing love to the cats, and and, and I think that yeah. that's lovely. Um, Shout so, out to the cats listening to this show, <laughs> along with Vince. <laughs> along with Vince, right? Like Vince and the cat. <laughs> like, like, like that's how our subscriber numbers are going to go up this week. Is like cat people and like the McMahon family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not any kind of other fish out there that I could give you for this other than ten catfish. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, <laughs> what a show, by the way. Remember when I went out about catfish the last time I was here? Oh, I know, boy. and and I have I still haven't gotten a chance to see it, but I, I still feel like this is an intriguing show that, that you've brought up here, Josh. Like uh, mm. very interesting. Guess if wishes were fishes, I wish you would watch catfish. There you go. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to. I, right i'm gonna have to like once i'm done here i'm gonna have to like go in like mrs headlock talks laying down watching i think madam secretary or something like like that put on mtv because catfish is gonna be on (laughs) right i'll be like hey let's go watch this new show uh josh says watch catfish uh so (laughs) we're gonna have to check that out um if wishes were fishes right um i don't know man uh i guess we got to find something to do here uh, with, um, uh, I don't know, this this War Games pay-per-view. I mean, I think that um, we, we talked about this months ago uh, just as a harebrained idea that I had. And, and, and I said, like, we we should have um, Undisputed Era versus Imperium for, for War Games. Um, you know, and, and I think that that might be even more possible now, uh, especially since, you know... I mean, look, the whole angle fell through last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll we'll figure out what happens there. Uh, but if wishes were fishes, um, I, I I do want to see um, maybe a multi-team war games again this year because I know we had the two two on two war games or the the four on four war games last time, right? Um, and that was good. I really yeah. like that, uh, but you know, maybe maybe this three on three, just like we had in the first NXT War Games, maybe maybe that would be nice to revisit again was, too. It was it three on three on three in the first War Games? Yes, because it was yeah. uh, it was undisputed era with Adam Cole and um, uh, what was it? Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. They took yeah. on Roderick Sanity? Strong. Yep, Sanity. Sanity yeah, Sanity were in and then, there. And then the Authors of Pain with Roderick Strong. Oh, that's uh, right, because Roddy wore that gear. Right, <laughs> you, you, you wore the gear. Right. Wore the gear, um, and, and and that was interesting. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how really you would do this, or I mean, I guess of course you could also do. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I just really don't know. Like maybe in all the titles on the line with like Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking on maybe. Um, uh, maybe we have like DIY and throw in Velveteen Dream uh, on one team, and then like maybe Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and somebody else, somebody else like really, really large. I don't know. Maybe like Matt Riddle, throw him in there, right. <laughs> like a three on three on three with all titles on the line. If Undisputed Era loses, they lose all their titles except for Adam Cole's. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, I don't know. I don't know where the good thing about NXT is, is I don't know. I don't know where mm. this is all going. 
True. We we really don't know. Um, I think a lot so of, many possibilities. Yes, and I think that's the nice thing. And and people who who miss out on watching NXT live, like I, mean, I look, I know obviously AEW is like the new cool thing, right? It's like oh man, is that that new cool kid who's in school now, right? Like everybody wants to hang out and get to know the cool new kid, right? But I mean, there's, I mean, uh, you know, you just don't know what you're, what else you're missing out on. It'll all balance out. That's I think how so I too. See it happening. It, I, it's still new and it's still fresh, and um, I don't think necessarily there's like a honeymoon phase, but mm. um, everything gets old. Mm. NXT got old. You know, SmackDown on Fox will get old. Everything gets old, and people's attention spans are the length of a small piece of string at this point. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, I, everything I, gets old. I do think that this is a nice turning point here, just to kind of go back to what we talked about before. But you know, this whole Finn Balor thing uh, yeah. with with Johnny Gargano, I think that if WWE um, and, and maybe this is more more of a proper wish here, is, is that WWE actually uses its power. Um, look, I don't need to have commercials for the main roster on NXT. What I need is commercials on on the main roster about nxt right i don't yeah. I mean yeah they, they, the nxt should not have commercials about the main roster it should be quite the opposite so maybe just a that's a couple minutes it doesn't really take too much time right um, just to we'll, give it a little little bit of love because no matter what you say about raw or even smackdown yeah. more people watch Raw than they do nxt and aw put together right well, one, <laughs> so, one commercial per hour hyping up NXT on Raw and SmackDown. There, how about that? That's my wish. If wishes were there's, fishes, there's, say a minute per commercial. You don't really need too much longer than that, right? Um, if if wishes were five fishes, minutes a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If wishes were fishes, one one minute long commercial per hour about NXT on Raw and SmackDown. So five hours, uh, where you get one minute each, five minutes worth of of promoting NXT, and then you cut back and maybe there's you know I don't know Michael Cole or you know, the King, somebody putting over how awesome NXT is and why you should tune in. Um, that's, that's, that's what, that's what my wish is here. So oh, I'll give you, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you 100 golden fish. Cause that idea is golden. Oh, well, t- thanks Josh. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's closing time here at Headlock Talk, and I guess first off, um, really and truly, uh, thank you, Josh, for for coming on over and filling in last minute to to help out uh, Stephen and myself. I, I I can't thank you enough for you know agreeing to come on and uh, f- fill in for for Stephen. I'm sure he appreciates it as well, and I love having you on the show all the time. Anyway, so, yeah, I love yeah. talking to you guys as well. Anyway, um, but <laughs> it's no problem to me. I really, it really doesn't. It doesn't doesn't change anything that I'm doing for the day. It's just starting <laughs> off my day a little bit different. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Well, I, I hope this was a good start to your day here as well. And like I said, there's not too many people out there who I can talk to about wrestling for two hours. You know, so, um, you know, like I said, thank you again for, for coming on. Where can the beautiful people out there, the beautiful listeners, find you, sir? I'm just, I'm mostly active on Twitter. At uh, Josh Robinson Double Zero, you'll find all the links you need to find all my podcasts and all the other stuff that I do. I'm always active on there. No, I don't just talk about wrestling. You know this. I talk about whatever on there. Um, yeah. So if you want to interact with me, feel free. I'm fairly nice unless you're a complete asshole to me because I can be an asshole back. <laughs> but um, yeah, 
<laughs> at Josh Robinson double zero on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as well, Josh Robinson host. If you really want to go on my Instagram, but Twitter's where you'll find me and all my links that you need to find. Mm. Uh, since I'm a big mark for you and for oh. uh, for for wrestling reverb, uh, is there anything that you want to put over uh, while you're here? Anything oh, going on? Well, ooh, ooh, thank you for the floor. Um, this Friday, we actually have a new series starting. For anyone that didn't catch last week's episode of Wrestling Reverb or didn't see my Twitter, mm. we're starting a series called Mania to Mania, which begins this Friday. And we're going to look at any different type of one mania to another of one superstar's time. We'll go over their significant moments, matches, give our opinions on it, and decide whether they're better at the the, the first mania or the next. And we're actually going to be looking at Ronda Rousey for the first episode because she had quite the year. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an understatement right there. Yeah, um, yeah man. She, uh, she had quite the year. And I, and I look so forward to actually hearing this episode. And I, I think it's going to be great. Uh, a, a great series. And, and I can't see, I, I can't wait to hear and, and see who else uh, you bring on here into this series as well because yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be very fascinating. Yeah, anyone really. Anyone yeah. really, as long as they've got at least a, a mania to a mania to look forward to, um, then I really don't have a problem with who it is. Maybe we'll get some voting in there. I don't know mm. how it's exactly going to work. I just roll with the punches. But me and Kev have a little bit of a plan on how we're going to execute this. Um, it'll be fun. I like talking about different stuff, and this will be just break up reverb a little bit. Mm. You know. Well, it sounds fantastic, man, and I can't wait to hear more of it. Um, j- just like our listeners here, uh, I'll be tuning in. And um, for those who have tuned in to us here today at Headlock Talk, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. You can definitely uh, also uh, click that subscribe button if you want to help out Headlock Talk in any way, shape, or form. If you enjoyed today's show, enjoyed Josh, I mean, obviously subscribe to Wrestling Reverb uh, wherever uh, you listen to podcasts. You can subtle obviously- plug for the Josh Robinson show. No. Right there, you go. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> just give give Josh a follow on Twitter, and uh, you know I'm sure he's got all sorts of links to his shows on there. Uh, but yeah, you can do the same thing here for Headlock Talk. If if you want to give back to Headlock Talk in any way. Uh, Every little bit counts here, folks, and, and and we surely appreciate you know all the love and support that you always give to us. Uh, but if you do want to give back to Headlock Talk in any way, shape, or form, we, we don't have a Patreon as of now. Uh, Steve and I have talked about doing different things to kind of maybe you know uh, see where we can go in the different directions of you know giving even more content. Uh, but uh, for now, if you want to give back to us, uh, do hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be iTunes, Spotify. Um, uh, Google Play, wherever, hit that subscribe button so you always get the next episode of Headlock Talk. Uh, but also leave a rating, a review, uh, you know, w- whatever your fancy is here. Uh, you know, fi- uh, five star review on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts really does help out a lot, folks. Uh, definitely helps us um, in, in kind of uh, uh, our our rankings, I guess. You know, that's where the, iTunes has all these rankings now of different like categories. Those damn algorithms. Damn yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Josh. That was the word I was looking for. Algorithm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, every little bit counts, and uh, we, we greatly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you're a sponsor out there, whether that's Casper Mattress or Me Undies or uh, whoever you are out there, if you think that's uh, myself or Josh or uh, Steven, uh, if, if you like the sound of our voices and would like to, you know, uh, have us help plug your product, you can always hit us up for business at uh, headlocktalk at gmail.com. We would certainly love to hear hear from you there and um 
I really can't think of anything else. Follow us on Twitter at, at Headlock Talk. Really, that's that's truly what it's all about. Um, any, anything else, Josh, before we say bye-bye? Thank you for having me on, first and foremost. Oh, um, no, thank you for coming on, really, seriously. No, um, <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. Make sure you listen to this show, everyone. I guess at this point, if you're listening now, you've listened to the show, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, uh, um, and Steve, if you're listening, I mean, watch out. Watch out, bud. Watch out. Could be coming for your brand over here. <laughs> Steven, shots are fired here. We need you back soon because, you know, Josh is aiming for another show here, it looks like. Why not add a third? Why not add a fourth? I, mean, I don't have too many already. Why not? Yeah, man. No. Uh, hey, look, this is like uh, you and I doing a show here. It's like Jay Z and Nas doing a doing a song together. So it's damn. That's know. I've never been compared. To, I can confidently say I've never been paired to any of those two in my entire life. So yeah, thanks. You, you, you and I doing a collaboration is like Jay Z and Nas doing a collaboration. So watch yeah. out, that fire fire mixtape is coming. <laughs> it's about to drop here in a few hours. This episode of Headlock Talk. So um, thank you, Josh, obviously for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you for for filling in for steven today and i'm sure he sends his his love to you as well um but yeah everybody thanks again for tuning into another episode of headlock talk stay tuned for more and thanks again to josh robinson for being so awesome and filling in last minute here sir <laughs> Alrighty, everybody y'all take care out there be safe bye-bye Whether you're kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home, lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com win for your chance to win from Morris Home. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenny.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.